going on in the Dogs Football Podcast? We're excited to start a new week after a two-game losing streak. Here we are on this Veterans Day. Your host, Nick Malone and Noah Lurch. Noah, what's going on, man? Like I said, two-game losing streak, as we know, one we're not proud of. To put us in a weird spot going into the last two weeks before playoff action, what's going on? Yeah, this is, uh, we never thought it would come down to this, but this is almost a must-win situation for us to make the playoffs, and it's kind of su- caught us by surprise here at the end of the season that it's come down to this. And, yeah, we need to um, just get W's somehow and uh, not look to put some style points on it, just go out and get the W because that's all that matters at the end of the day. You're right. Play just confident and aggressive football. In these last two games, we do play uh, – lesser opponents we need to honestly destroy them for sure to have some momentum going into the playoffs and yeah you're right I mean especially with uh, having uh, these two losses even to good teams that now you get an easy last couple games definitely need to take advantage of it uh, we will and we'll get to that playoff positioning potential we have another 9.0 bracketology from Sam Herter and Hero Sports we'll get to here shortly and some other stuff. One of our players got invited to something. We'll get to that, honestly, here in a second. No, we talked about it on basketball because we saw it. We retweeted it on a football account. Home Field Apparel, which is a licensed college apparel uh, Twitter account and website out of Indianapolis that has a lot of cool, a lot of different college teams around the country. Uh, and it's cool that they have it with us. They posted the other day. It's pinned to their profile about some old school uh, logoed, football and basketball stuff so uh that's cool to see you said that you had almost or you're about to put an order in for some stuff and it's really cool stuff yeah it's great retro gear of siu and uh they got a couple t-shirts uh i haven't ordered the ones i found that i because I, I couldn't really decide i liked all of them but uh yeah i picked out a couple i think i'll order them tonight while i think about it yeah, it's, just, it's really cool. It's always, I feel like, in anything, and I even try to get, like, some old-school, uh, either logoed or just old-school, like, phrases on shirts. That's really cool. They do have the 1983 champion shirt. That'll probably be the one one of us or both of us get at some point. So that's cool. Everybody go check that out. Home Field Apparel, it's on our feed. We retweeted it. We mentioned it's Veterans Day. Uh, thank you, yes, to all who have bravely served our country. We are blessed and thankful every single day. Uh, to live in this free country. So, no, we talked about that. Let's talk about, we mentioned that player going to a a bowl game, and we know he's got one also at the end of the year. Not sure which one. No, but Bryce Notre got invited to the Hula Bowl, which is in Hawaii. That's cool to see. Bryce, as we know, has had a monster year for us, and it's uh, earned that he's going to stuff like this. Yeah, him getting those invites to get exposure to the next level really can show what he can do. I get some good, really good competition, and yeah, it's really cool to see. Yeah, he had a whole he had Aloha Bryce, and they had some huge uh, post to him, and he posted on his uh, story. So that'll be, and actually, it says it's on Orlando, the Hula Bowl. So uh, established a long time ago. So that is really cool. He'll be there with a lot of other good players. He's definitely getting these opportunities to play at that next level, where we do have some cool ones too. We'll get to some NFL Salukis at some point too. Uh, or actually, I guess we can mention them now. <clears throat> uh, there is actually, we recently say that because didn't you see the other day, it's unfortunate that Craig James might have got cut? Uh, yeah, they, he did get cut, but he's back on the practice squad. I seen it, I think, today. 
Good, because I know we talked about that, and they usually do that. They'll cut guys to make room in a certain kind of fashion, probably financially or just anything. And they usually bring guys back after that happens. Uh, no, I don't think we, we haven't done an NFL Salukis in a little bit. In general, it just feels like it. Uh, we know we play. They play in a couple of days. We don't recall the previous week, I don't think. Do you remember what Mike Cole did for your Titans on Sunday night? Yeah, a good win for the Titans and Mike Cole. I don't think he maybe had one catch. If um, He's a big part of the run-blocking game now, and uh, he did not have a catch. So, uh, um, But he's a big part of the special teams and uh, blocking for our running back committee now. For sure, and we should have been more prepared in this regard to mention that. I'm sure Ryan and uh, – I don't think either of them had bi- – or Seahawks had a bye week, so Ryan had a bye – uh, and then Jeremy keeps playing, I'm sure, at that high level. Sure he lost Jeremy numbers. had a forced fumble and uh, looks like uh, five, says five tackles and six assisted tackles. So, uh, really good game, really good game for Jeremy. That is a vintage Jeremy game. We remember, we've said it before, that fumble recoveries he had, uh, he had a force there, like you said, but those fumble recoveries he had for touchdowns, back-to-back plays last year, which is incredible. And it's crazy thinking back that he was second defensive player of the year voting. That's awesome. And like we said, yeah, he'll continue to be that kind of player for forever to come. So, yeah, shout out to Bryce as well on that Hulu Bowl or Hula Bowl. We, we know Jeremy was at the Senior Bowl, and that's about as big as it gets. So, no, there's that. Uh, we mentioned how commits have games, but we're not going to get a whole lot into them. We'll just talk about how they do on the next one. But what's a little update on that? Yeah, all of them, all of them in the state of Missouri, which uh, I believe it would be uh, Jalen Banks, Brian Brown, Jimmy Lansing, Charles Young, Ryan Schwindeman, and Trey Baker. They all compete for a district district championship this weekend. Um, so uh, then uh, Ryan Chanley down in Georgia, he is, uh, I believe the playoffs or districts, whatever they call them down there, are kicking off, and it's the first round. So uh, – yeah, we will definitely stay tuned. Uh, we know we'll be at a basketball game tomorrow night, but uh, definitely stay tuned tomorrow night. Keep uh, some score updates and see what happens. Uh, best of luck to all our guys, and uh, we will keep you guys updated, and we'll um, maybe retweet some things if players make some posts with some hardware. So uh, let's bring some on hardware, and uh, we'll keep you updated after we'll probably do it, what, Monday? Yeah, we'll keep them up Monday. For sure, and yeah, it's, it's getting to that deep point in the playoffs for all of our guys. So yes, the hardware definitely will be much earned by all of them. They will show out. Now, Noah, a new offer, I think we mentioned them on the last one. It was only a couple days ago. We retweeted it after we posted about the uh, our other or our most recent podcast. So uh, we have a new offer, it looks like. Yeah, new offer, the continued JUCO route. Um, we have about we're inter- we have offers out to about four other guys on this team. He's from um, Butler Community College, just like uh, about the others I said. He's a defensive end slash outside linebacker, six four two fifty. Chester uh, Gefford Gefford, I would pronounce that Gefford. Yeah, yeah Gefford. Uh, so uh, it looks big, six four two fifty. So uh, that'd be a good add. Um, so uh, we'll keep you guys updated. It'd be nice to land all five of those guys or four of those guys I think we got from we've offered from Butler now. It's crazy how it seems like most of the guys we're in on lately have been the JUCOs because we've talked about how adding those veterans would be definitely key in the experience like we've had this year, like we've continuously talked about. He's followed by a lot of people in our program. 
a lot of coaches like Coach Hill and Shuka, uh, Jamie DeBerry, uh, Nate Griffin, Marty Rogers, Romero Elliott follows him. So I think hopefully we'll end up with a good chance with him at the end. I'm sure he's a monster. 6'4", uh, 250 pounds. So definitely be nice to have him. We'll keep an eye out for all of these Juco guys and everybody else. Moving forward, now Noah, we mentioned the playoff positioning position at this moment. Sam Harder's new 9.0 bracketology. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that this is caught us by surprise, but it looks like this is a must-win from now on. Going forward, you got to win these two games to make the playoffs, which we didn't think that would happen. Um, after last week's loss, back-to-back losses, he has slid us down, and we were one of his la- final four teams in this 24-team field. You and I um, is their last is his last team in, and uh, looking at this. Uh, do not do not like the draw. You get a home game, which we want. We want home games in the playoffs. You get UT Chattanooga at home, but if you win that, you got to go to the Fargo Dome, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, I was curious because on these brackets, I thought the bottom team usually is the home team. Uh, <clears throat> but unless he says that, does he say that it would be a home game, I'm guessing? Um, usually the top team is the home team, I thought. Oh, well, of course. Of course, we, we both think think it did. Because if SIU sure. moves on, the top team would be the home team. Right, I just figure because looking at this, like in certain parts of the bracket, like Sac State and EWU, Houston, Washington, who are oh, seven and eight, side, they're at yeah. the bottom. But if you look at the top, Sam Houston's at the top. We I would assume players. that would be a home game. I think it's down to bidding and stuff. I assume we'll Probably. bid pretty good. Um, I know Liz was good about that two years ago. If we made it, we would have got a home game in the first round. But yeah, I assume we will uh, find the money and bid pretty good to get a home game. And it is crazy, yes, that he's got us in the bottom four of the top 24. You and I is at 24 itself. Uh, that's crazy, Noah, because he obviously yeah, how our season has took a turn in terms of we've lost to good teams. The last game was not pretty at all. Uh, but, you know, losing to Kansas State and seeing that you're, you have three total losses and even just two losses in conference can make it be this way on like the brink of the playoffs, even though we've had a couple nice wins, too, even though we've had, you know, losses against better teams more than we've had good losses, even though at one point we had the best strength of schedule and strength of record and a lot of that stuff. And I mentioned North Dakota State losing to South Dakota State has helped big time. South Dakota State earned a seed in this at this point now, the season they've had. Missouri State is right above us. Yeah, that is a bad uh, – getting Chattanooga and then getting North Dakota State would be an awful draw. That is right. Uh, like I said, I, I think it'd be, even though we know that they're great, it'd be it'd be different facing them who we're from, more familiar with than facing, you know, a different team. Even though I, it would be enjoyable to play one of these other teams. So we'll see how it all plays out. A lot of different people have to lose because if we just blow out these last two teams, it really just sets us in a, you know, kind of even standing almost. So more stuff has to happen. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, he said. Uh, he said uh, down at the bottom, Southern Illinois went from a team in the seeding picture to now looking at a first round game with two straight losses. Um, the Salukis are six and three overall, six and two in the F- against the FCS. Their win against SDSU will carry a lot of weight. They should win their last two games. So he says an eight win eight win team is in. So uh, yeah, we should take care of business these last two games, but we don't want to take anybody lightly in this conference. No. Without a doubt, and Indiana State, I think yeah, they're four and five on the season, but they're uh, it's just one of those things that we think that you know our players you know don't look much in the rearview mirror and they flip the page per se on, on their next game, but they don't really dwell on it, especially 
when Missouri State and you and I are better teams, and I feel like that just in general playing a better team warrants you losing or not playing as well. That I think we'll bounce back for sure against these two games, and we'll get to Indiana State here shortly. So, yeah, that's interesting. Hopefully we can work our way from not being in the bottom four for sure the rest of the way. So, no, that segues us now into uh, some Valley and FCS games on the country this weekend. Yeah, looking around the Valley, um, you got some decent games. Uh, North Dakota State's going to go on the road at Youngstown to blow out the Penguins. A um, little in-state rivalry. Uh, South Dakota State travels to South Dakota. Um, if South Dakota wins that game, that almost that pretty much punches their ticket, I would say, to the playoffs. Then Northern Iowa travels to Missouri State with that loss last week by you and I. Um, loss here eliminates them, I would say. So that's tough for them. Then uh, Illinois State's coming off a big win at home against you and I. Travels to four and five North Dakota. That should be a very low scoring game and a uh, really uh, hard fought game. Yeah, those two games definitely stick out. You and I, Missouri State. <clears throat> Obviously, the last two teams we played, Northern Iowa holding on to the very brink of a playoff uh, chance, according to Sam Herter. So that'll be an interesting game of defense versus that offense. And then, yeah, South Dakota, we've talked about them before, how we've avoided them this year. It'd be nice to play them. Hosting South Dakota State is very interesting. And that game could go a long way as well. Yeah, I think we mentioned about South Dakota last week. Uh, they would probably win, need to win their two last games so uh, against the states and that's tough. yeah then that's tough so uh a big a big win hey if they win this game they're seven and three then uh at seven and four if they play you and i close in the last game that could maybe get that last spot because uh, uh the the committee knows how good this conference is and a win like against this team this week who just beat north dakota state um that would get them a long way but it, yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens this weekend yeah and even i I wouldn't say because I doubt it happens, even though going to this place is difficult. We had to play the last year. It was kind of hard. But I wonder if North Dakota State, if this if they had a trap game throughout this whole thing, it would be at Youngstown State. I doubt it. I just saw this and just assumed you never know how the, fi- the finish of these games could go. I doubt that happens. But interesting. And then SEMO, we've talked before how bad they've been 3-6 and six this year. They have a chance to get to the playoffs if they finish out and they are at Murray State at that Coliseum Stadium that we've been to before against four and five Murray State. So uh, a lot going on definitely for the uh, OBC and who finishes out that crappy conference, UT Martin to Tennessee Tech, UT Martin on the brink of playoffs as well. So definitely keep an eye out. Some interesting games this weekend that we will cover. Uh, so now know that segues, segues us now into our game here actually, but I have on my notes, I forgot because it just happened today. Giannini Bellazzari had an interview with Gene Green. We were curious because we just saw the basketball recently when we went back and saw there had to have been a football interview this week. There usually always is. And Giannini did talk to Gene Green, and it was a good one, though. He talked about him being that young guy and stepping up this year. And He talked about the veterans. He named them all. He named Coach Chuka for helping him out, and he named uh, pretty much everyone on the defensive line from Knighton to... Uh, Keenan to Kevin Glacian, and he mentioned even Big Z helping him, being a former defensive lineman and just in general up the middle and the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, I was going to say the whatever, the, the bulls up the middle and the trenches. He would help him out in that sense. So that's cool to hear. He said he came, he said he's from Haiti. He came to the U.S. in 2012 because his grandpa 
uh, got him here and said that it wasn't safe over there with the earthquakes and such. Uh, he says he still has family over there, and that's he says that's who he plays for, uh, just in life in general, and who wants him to uh, end up uh, in good shape as a family as a whole, with or without football. Uh, and he says he want because Gino was asked these players what uh, they want to be, and he said that he was into accounting, but he changed up the sports administration, which is the degree I got. And he says he would like to be an agent when his playing career is over. And I remember hearing. Some, player, some people I was in class with, I think definitely athletes, football players, I remember wanting to be an agent. And obviously we see nowadays the weight that that is. And being one, it's definitely hard work and a lot of business going into it. But if he's into accounting, um, he's definitely got what it takes. And he mentioned he's had financial help in terms of what to do with all that from Calvin Francis. So uh, I'd say Giannini's definitely on track to be successful and help his family out. So that's all good to see. Uh, so now Noah, the Sycamores preview. Yeah, this is a uh, a team that has struggled this year. We know they did they opted out of last season. Um, coach Coach Kurt Malroy has uh, done not a very he's uh, not very good uh, overall in his fifth year here. Um, has struggled to get that team going. Um, they've kind of used a two quarterback system a little bit this year, but uh, uh, Anthony Thompson has played the most. Uh, he spent four years at Northern Illinois. Not getting a lot of action there, um, so he transferred to Indiana State. Um, he's uh, struggled throwing a little bit this year, uh, only 1,100 yards and six pass- passing touchdowns with for, and uh, six interceptions and, and has two rushing touchdowns. Um, so, uh, yeah, then the other guy is Kurt Wilderman. He's played a little bit, played in five games this year. Um, so that's an interesting thing to think about. I, I sure, I'm sure uh, Thompson will get a majority of the snaps. And uh, their leading rusher is Peterson Kurlegrand. Um, he is uh, has 148 carries and that's set for 713 yards and five touchdowns this year. Um, so uh, I believe he was the one that went for a lot of yards last week. Um, is he had his career high in receptions against us last year for four or, or two years ago, I should say. And uh, their leading receiver is Fazion McClurge. Um, he is a transfer from – spent three seasons at Cornell, played cornerback. Now he's a receiver. Um, he was an all-Ivy League selection out there. Uh, and Dante Hendricks, he was honorable mention, all-MVC all in the preseason, but missed a bunch of games because of injury. But in the last few weeks, he's returned and done a really good job for them. So, uh, offensively, uh, they've really struggled this year, only putting up 15.4 points per game. And their defense is allowing 30.3, so they're almost getting beat by 15 points a game. Um, so, uh, yeah, they've struggled. Uh, they're really their best defensive player is a linebacker, Enoke uh, Mawala. He leads the team with eight sacks and 12 and a half tackles for loss. And he was all, all MVC preseason honorable mention. So, uh, yeah, they've struggled this year out of the gates, and uh, you look at the you look at the teams in front of us in the standings. Um, they've taken care of business. South Dakota State beat them forty-four nothing. South Dakota beat them thirty-eight ten. Missouri State beat them thirty-seven seven. North Dakota State beat them forty-four to two. So they've struggled a lot against a really good team. So hopefully we can do something like that this weekend. Yes, and we were, we know how good our defense has been. That they're barely you mentioned fifteen a game. That they're barely scoring points against yeah these other top schools. So it's vital that we 
uh, make sure that they stay off the board. That's why I have a really good feeling about this game, even though it's on the road. We recall that it was only it was two years ago since we were there watching that game. Um, that was a decent place to go to. Uh, yeah, you mentioned their receivers. Uh, uh, Fazion averages 45 yards a game. Dante Hendricks, I think, is the one we got to watch out for because he's a seems like a speed guy. He averages 62 yards per game. And only one touchdown, yeah, and you met Keller Grant, yeah, 713 yards this season, which is not bad. He'll get to 1,000 yards depending upon, obviously, how our rush defense can be. He can have a decent game. And, yeah, those 79 yards per game. So definitely, and you talked about Anthony Thompson, they definitely uh, don't score a lot, but you never know, especially the way just we're playing in general, the vibe about the game. That could be one of those, like, here we go again kind of thing. I don't think the players will feel that way. Uh but some notes here on, on us versus them. We lead the season series. It's really close, I'd say. 29-28. to 28. Uh, We've won two of the last three meetings, and they've won six of the last eight meetings, which is noteworthy. We've won the, we won the last meeting between the two. 2019, that's the game we were at where we won by one point. We rushed for 265 yards that game. Javon scored two touchdowns. And then uh, this past year, this spring, was the first time since 1968 that we did not meet in football. Indiana State did not compete that season, as we've talked about. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to be one of those games where we got to get the job done. He did mention the running backs Coach Hill did on his Monday press conference. Quote, I never really put up the stats. I just watched film. I care more about where those yards came from, how are they getting those yards, the game plan, if it was one big chunk play or consistent yards. There's a lot of things you can get skewed and just pulled up the stat sheet 10 games in, but that's not a good indicator of what the team is. We want to stop the run, stop the pass. We don't want them to have any type. We have to be good in all phases and punt and kickoff coverage. And these games, if you overemphasize one thing, then you're not good in another. Then you'll be asking a different question next week. We have to play good football and everybody do their job. And then he talked about their defense. Quote, they are a good football team. They are well coached. They play hard. Their defense gives you some looks. They're different from what they've had, what they have had, and what they have in the past. They still mix up their fronts. They'll still play four down, but some of the three downs that everyone is getting to is a little bit of a consistent theme. They play solid football. So, uh, no, let's get into some of our. We'll get into the predictions here in a second. The game prediction. Let's talk about the dogs of the game. Who we got this week? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, we wonder who would step up. Uh, we know we're on a skid. So, uh, yeah, we've been kind of – I've been kind of difficult on him the last couple of weeks. And uh, so I'm going to put the weight on his shoulders again this week because he's our quarterback, and I'm going to say Nick Baker. Definitely. It's to the point of the season where going into the playoffs and him being obviously the main cog and what we do and how successful we are, that, yeah, these last two games he has to dominate – uh, especially in a game like that on Saturday. He definitely has to. I like yours. I will go with Javon because he's had success there before. We just mentioned the game he had there two, two years ago. And because Coach or Nick Hill is tired of getting asked about it, like we said, about Javon, so I think he'll he'll listen definitely more because he's been uh, continuing to get asked about it. I think Javon will have a nice game, hopefully, and get used in a lot of facets outside of just running. So we'll see. Uh, that's for offense. What about defense? Yeah, defense uh... – we're going to have to be able to be good, be very physical, and see what happens. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, haven't mentioned his name, but uh, Kevin Glacian. Haven't mentioned him in a while. Yeah, especially if they have a decent running back and teams know that they can partially run on us. You're right. 
Kevin, uh, we know, has been dealing with an injury. He did have a sack last week. He's had a nice season, even though he's missed a couple games uh, in his one year here. Hopefully he could continue to stay healthy for this final ride stretch of the season. I like yours. I'll go with another guy in the middle. Seems like every time they interview somebody, they have a good game. That's happened the last however long. I'll go with Giannini uh, because of the interview thing and because, yeah, if they run the ball, that those guys, your guy and my guy, have to be key. Have to be a key cog in the defense as a whole, obviously. We want to be one of those teams, too, that keep them at least under 10 points, without a doubt, under 7 points even. So that's that, and then no special teams. Yeah, special teams, um, it's pretty simple each and every week. We say one or the other or try to throw in um, a return guy, but uh, could be a they, uh, they score a lot of – we've been struggling to score – get some offense going, and uh, they don't score a lot of points, so it's going to be a field position battle maybe, so I'm going with Jack. I like that without a doubt, and we're thinking that they will punt a lot as well. Um, and I already said Javon and that, we haven't really got a lot of returns on punts, so I doubt we continue to, so I won't go that route. Uh, you said, and I, obviously if we're able to get down a field on them and score, I think we'll be in the position where we don't want to just settle for field goals. Need to try to get in the end zone, but obviously that requires situational Play calling on fourth down, which we've struggled with. So I think, obviously, if we get too deep, or especially in range, and he's coming off a big week, and that stadium, I'll go with Nico. So we go with our two big legs. Once again, you're right on flipping the field. I hope that we don't have to punt at all in this game. But you never know how definitely how it can play out. So those are our picks. And like we said, we don't know the spreads or anything yet, I don't believe, unless you've seen them on a different app at all. I have not. So we'll go ahead and just... Give uh, scores off the top of our heads. Uh, go ahead with yours. Yeah, we need a big win here, and uh, and kind of uh, like I said earlier, it doesn't need. Uh, we don't need any style points. We just need to win these last two games to get in. So uh, I'm going with the final score of 42 to uh, 13. Uh, that needs to happen, I believe, in this defense to not hold them under their season average and. Uh, uh, finally Nick Baker is going to get this offense rolling here going into the play- playoffs, hopefully. I agree, and it's one of those games that uh, for defense can hold tough and prevent them from scoring. Just in general, these need to be the games that Nick warms up to having long drives. You know, maybe their defense isn't that quality to where we just score quickly just and they can't stop it. So maybe it's one of those, but yeah, hopefully that we can run some clock out, give the defense, you know, good rest here down the stretch. Uh I will go with a final of 34-10. to 10. So if they score more against us than they would against anybody else, that's just how our luck's been going. But yeah, I do think we'll score points and have a big margin of victory, we hope. A 24 for mine and whatever you said with yours, point victory. Definitely, I hope we score a lot of points. And you're right, a lot is on Nick's shoulders, as it should be every week regardless. So, yeah, no, overall thoughts going to this game. Definitely need huge bounce backs and a big win. Yeah, it's... It's it's a huge game. It's a must-win game, and because uh, if you lose this game, you can uh, you're not going to the playoffs. I can promise you that. And uh, so you're gonna have to win this game. Uh, this team's coming off a bye week. It is senior day for them. They have 26 seniors on this team, so there's a lot of guys that are wanting to play this one last home game in front of their crowd. Uh, I know they have a nice stadium. We went up there two years ago, so. Uh, yeah, it's a big game. It's a must-win. Our it's time for our offense to get rolling here, and uh, hopefully it does. So uh, yeah, big game. Um, them wanting to play spoilers are key. So let's not let that happen. Let's take advantage 
and uh, our offense get rolling and put up some points. I agree. Uh, they definitely want to, want to play spoiler. We see that in every sport. Can never see that happening. Yeah, getting the eight and three and six and two in the conference would be ideal. Positioning kind of not as much as we would like, obviously, from how the season looked to start out with. <clears throat> so yeah, <clears throat> again, excuse me. Follow our uh, Instagram Dogs Podcast if you haven't already with anything that goes on with that, and you can follow this or get this pod on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, however which way, and obviously on Spotify the account we or the post that we continue to do with, as usual. So, yes, hopefully we get this dub, and we will post this on Monday per usual, and we are coming on this Thursday due to the fact that I think it will be a long work day for us tomorrow, along with the basketball game, and we'll not be able to fit it in. So, yes, today, and then we will see everybody on Monday for Nick Malone. No alerts. See you guys then. Go dogs.